Hello and welcome to the 45th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast full of lukewarm takes and mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the Donald to my goofy, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Pod. I have added our YouTube to our link tree on both of those socials. You can find us on YouTube at Long Live Play if you dig deep enough. With that out of the way, Kale, here you go. Oh, Govinda, how the turntables have turned. Here I was, just a carefree young man, enjoying my freedoms, my liberties, and, you know, you go to sleep one day, you wake up the next, you're in COVID quarantine. And that's where I find myself right now. I feel like this is a little bit uh, misleading because while you're in COVID quarantine, it's not for your COVID. Correct? I do keep getting called out for this. I tried to take that kind of credit on Twitter. And yes, my, my poor COVID afflicted wife, Erin, called me out quite publicly, I think, uh, that I did not mention <laughs> that she is, in fact, the one that has COVID. Not me. You seem to really be trying to get all of the sympathy from people when you yourself are actually living your dream life. Because what when I got COVID, you were dreaming of getting COVID so you could not work <laughs> for a little while. And so you've still got the not work for a little while part while not actually having COVID, which in my mind is the best of both worlds. Yet you refuse to acknowledge that you are not COVID afflicted yourself. I feel like the, t- the timer is ticking. You cannot cohabitate such a small space in a relationship and not become afflicted. Like, you were able to avoid it, or sorry, at least your your roommates, your family were able to avoid it. That's what we're calling your family now, your roommates. Yeah, I, say, <laughs> I mean, my brother and my sister-in-law that I live with, they were able to avoid it, but I'm relatively self-contained, whereas you do sleep in the same bed as your wife, presumably. I don't know. I don't want to put that on you. <laughs> not, a, not all the time. Uh, so... How's that going for you? I mean, look, it's what, day two, I guess, so fine. It's fine. Just You were in a bit of a mood when I spoke to you earlier today. You were uh, uh, strangely grumpy considering you weren't doing anything. I don't know what it was. I I just, I was tired. You know, I stayed (laughs) up pretty late for no reason. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, that's me. I live in a bubble now. I don't know what the outside world is like. I mean, that being said, I got to take my dog for a walk this afternoon. So I'm going to do the awkward like... I'm allowed to do that, right? Don't give me that look. I take a mask. You can do whatever you want, dude. Uh, You're allowed to. It's uh, outdoor exercise. You live in a town where you all essentially pretend that COVID isn't real anyway, so you can kind of just do whatever you want. (laughs) That's true. You're allowed to take your animal for an exercise. What else is he going to do? He's just going to freak out. Look, I think you're fine. And it's like, it's not like you're going to be close to anyone on your walk. It's so quiet. Like, uh, you could walk for two hours and not be close to someone if you really wanted to. So I think you'll be fine. It is one of those things, though, where, like, if we just run him around the block and, like, you look like shit and you just threw on a shirt or something, you will run into someone then. It's like one of those walks, like, a What you need to do is just if you see anyone walking in your direction or getting close to you, start coughing aggressively, like, <laughs> really hammered up, and they'll probably just cross the road and you'll be fine. I think that's the move. I think, um, yes, yeah. I think the real question I have is how? How did how did she get COVID? Because from what we, I know, she works at home and you both don't leave home. And when you do leave home, it's like to go for a walk on the beach where you're again, not really close to anyone, open air. No. You're not like going to bars and in close proximity with anyone really at any point other than yourselves. It's very odd. We've basically narrowed it down to she, she pretty much hadn't left the house in five days because again, she works from home. 
She's very secure here. It's just her and the dog. It's no human interaction. But she did go to Hastings Street, which is a very popular tourist place. Look it up. Hastings Street News. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, hectic and expensive. It, it was just a, a quick quick two-hour coffee, I think. And uh, that's that's got to be it. That's got to be the That's got to be it. I guess it's easier to narrow it down when you don't do anything else. But it's so shocking that I didn't get it. Like, yeah. I'm at, at the moment negative. I've had two tests, both negative. But it does feel like it's closing in. <laughs> Maybe the blood clots are protecting you. My blood clots? Yeah, didn't you get the, uh, you got the bad vax? <laughs> the bad vax, yeah, right. <laughs> Look, it's gotten to the point now where I don't remember the names of them. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what did I get? I got the, uh, the Pfizer. I got the Pfizer. What did you get? Uh, AstraZeneca. That's yeah, the one I was looking the bad for. Vax. That's why. <laughs> that's why I just said the blood clots. <laughs> I will say though, I am copping some heat because, of course, I didn't get my booster. So I've just been like, I just kept putting it off. I was like, Ah, COVID's done. We're fine. I don't need look, it anymore. Neither did I, and Ooh. partly because. Well, look, I can't. I, well, partly because I, I, I didn't know where I, I heard it, and then I realized it, I heard it on a podcast, but. I waited after I had COVID. I assumed I had to wait like a few months or a couple of months before I could get my booster because you can't have it too close to the COVID thing. But I don't know where I got the information from until I was listening to a podcast the other day and then they said it again. And I was like, oh, it was from this podcast that I heard that, which is not scientific at all. Just hearsay. Misinformation, Uh, they call it. Misinformation. But with all these strains popping up out of nowhere, it's... What's the, what's the point? You know? it, is, it is weird. I was reading this morning about X2, which is the... It's, it's actually not even new. Apparently, it was detected in January in the UK, but it's, again, a step up from... Because there was om, Omicron. Omicron? Omicron. And then Omicron. there was the 0.2 variant. The, uh, I never saw... I don't even know. I we, turned off after Omicron. I just turned it off. I'm, we got that here in Australia. That kind of took over. And then now there's this X2 which is apparently like was even it? more virulent and more contagious. But again, I was think... Was it XE? I thought it was X2. You might be right. Maybe. There might be another one. I don't know. I saw uh, I, I saw another one. It was sent to me called XE. And I was like, I just... I'm done now. It's fine. Whatever it, it is. Like, we'll it sounds like fucking Elon Musk's it. kid's name or something. I do have a doctor's appointment to get my skin checked like in two weeks. Next week. Next week. So maybe I'll see. If, I'll call him and see if I can do the booster then. I don't know. Oh, just throw in a booster while you're getting your, your, your little zittles. Pop. It's just one of those things where they're like, oh, yeah, get get vaccinated. And you get vaccinated and they're like, okay, there's no strain. It's useless. Yeah, it is a it little disheartening. <laughs> it is all but if you get a booster, it'll be better. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fuck, I guess I'll do that. We've had such a, a wild time here. It's like, well, you and I have been over this before, but like the whole concept of checking in. And then once it was revealed that the government wasn't using it or like even storing that data, it was just like this weird exercise. <laughs> yeah, it was weird because it was just so that people could then check your vaccination status because the little green tick pops yeah. up. But also as of, we're recording this on the Wednesday, but as of the day before you're listening to this, the 14th of April, that's no longer a requirement at all anywhere for anyone at any point. They don't have to oh. check vaccination status. That's pretty wild. That's why I just think it's over. Like it's over. Well, let's look at it now as like the flu. Get your vaccinations if you want to. Get boosted if you want to. It's, it's just like at this point, it's, you know. It is fascinating because it is becoming like the cold. But when you get the cold, you aren't legally required to stay home for a week. It's less like the, f- the cold and more like the flu, I guess. And you usually when you get the flu, if you've ever had it before, it puts you down. So it's not like a you don't really get a choice. You mm. just are down until <laughs> you feel better. It and is that's kind of COVID. 
it's pretty tough for me because I don't even know that I've ever had the flu. I've never really been sick. So if I do get this thing, and I, at this point, I don't even believe it's capable of infecting my body. I think it's too powerful. <laughs> I think it's too resilient. Your body is too powerful, yeah. But if I do get it, I'm going to be such a baby about it. Like, I've already been teeing Aaron up. Like, it's just going to be aggressive how much, like, how needy I'm going to become. And well, it I'm sounds like from what it. I was hearing before we recorded that Erin is being quite needy herself. So <laughs> oh, she's, she's actually being a little trooper. She, she was pretty no, sick no, there no, for no, a hot no. Don't backpedal now that we're on the air and she listens. <laughs> you were telling me she was being needy. <laughs> I never said that. I I never said that. I said she was being wonderful always. Uh, that's not what you said. But uh, who cares? Anyway, it's I'm I'm shocked that we're still talking about COVID at this point. It feels like forty. Four weeks ago in our first episode where we were talking about COVID and here we are almost a year later still talking about COVID. That's wild. It's almost like this thing's here to stay. Govinda, how you go? We've established this. We don't talk about me, dude. I like to throw it back on you because I know you've got nothing. Yeah, I never do. I always make sure that you do and then I'm like, how am I going? Look, I'm going all right. And then I finished Elden Ring and then I started playing Horizon Forbidden West and that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing? <laughs> no, just go straight into what have you been playing? That's... Just I have nothing to report done. on my life. I exist in this room. I do work sometimes when work's quiet. Me and Kale play Destiny in the middle mm. of the day. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is what it is. And <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> it's so bleak. It's not bleak. It's just, it's really just uneventful, is, is the best way I can describe it. I am going away neck in two weeks for a Where wedding. Where are you going? Going to Victoria for a wedding. Oh, that's exciting! Suit. I'm gonna be excited for that long weekend, which is also the month of April for anyone in Queensland is a very good month because we just have like three or four long weekends like back to back to back, which is yeah, we got that old awesome. um, Anzac Day. Woo, respect. Anzac Day, Easter, and Labor Day. Three long weekends in a month. <laughs> How did we get so lucky? I don't know. It's a good time. That's um, I'm jealous. I, I miss Melbourne. That's a good time. You going to Melbourne? No, no. So it's in mm. Victoria. It's three and a half hours north of Melbourne in Bright. Mm. So Bright. I'm not going to be in Melbourne at all, I will, to be totally honest, except for landing at an airport, getting in a car and driving with a bunch of people. So That's fun, though. Nice. You're going get, to get a little drunk, cut a little rug, get a little dancing, a little suit. Look, I'll have a. I'll definitely have a suit. I, <laughs> I don't fit into my suit anymore, so I'm buying oh. my brother's suit. You'll... Uh, in the in the belly, a little tight in the belly. Well, funnily <laughs> enough, no, no. So as we've spoken about, you don't believe I go to the gym, but I, I do. Uh, and I think my shoulders have gotten broader because my when I put on my suit, my <laughs> sleeves were so short. And I walked out to my brother and was like, "What? Did my arms get longer? Like, what the fuck is happening?" <laughs> but then I realized the shoulders went wider, which then made the sleeve shorter. Mm. Uh, so no, I don't fit into my suit. The belly was part of it too. Yeah. Uh, look. The belly is part of it too. I put the button on and I was like, that's not going to fly. But my brother's suit fits me very nicely. So I'll yeah, be in there, well. which is pretty chill. The problem is now we've got three weeks until this happens. And I guess we'll just talk about this every week as we get closer to the time. I won't bring it up again. I won't even tell you how it went on the other side. I'm just here just like hoping I don't get COVID again before this happens. And now mm. I feel like I'm almost destined to, you know what I mean? Like I'm scared. Because you, like, your household has COVID. Two of my other friends' households, one's getting over COVID, another one's going into COVID. It seems like a, the government doesn't talk about it anymore, so it feels like it's not a thing, but it seems like it's more prevalent than ever in my life anyway. So, fingers crossed. When, 
we pulled up to like, that was the first time I'd done like one of those drive through testings. And yeah, there was like multiple cars behind us. And it was like nine o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. And I was like, this is weird. Like it's, I didn't realize there was this much demand in our small town. Like it's because certainly around. We don't talk about it anymore, Kale. No, it's not done. We don't talk about it in polite society. We just deal with it. And lock we just away pretend it's infected. not there and keep on living and coughing all over everybody. <laughs> Kale, what have you played this week? So, several things. Uh, and we're going to get into it in a little while. Uh, Chrono Cross picked it up. Not uh, not loving the experience, Govinda. I-, I will leave that for our once we inevitably get to the quickfire news. But it does not perform well. And we're going to discuss that in... Yeah, I actually watched a little bit of that Digital Foundry thing that you'll bring up at some point in the near future. Mm. Uh, Looks average, looks lazy, is maybe the best way I'd put it. Lazy devs, you know? That's just a a constant thing. They did stuff. Things are good. (laughs) They didn't completely pan it in the Digital Foundry thing, but they mostly panned it. I mean, look, let's talk about it now. We can catch it up later. But uh, the interesting thing was I was shook by the way this game reviewed. It reviewed very, very well. And in fact, it was only my beloved Push Square, Mr. Robert Ramsey, who was honest. He gave this thing a four out of ten. He slammed it. He said it was just disgusting on a technical level. It actually runs worse on a PS5. Oh, sorry, the PS4 version on a PS5 than the original PS1 game did. It has a lower frame rate than the PS1 version what, of this game. How's that possible? What's the frame? It's also not even like 4K. Like most of like the no, it's just the upscaled. It's... Well, like a, a lot of the uh, character models that have been upscaled and stuff are like 900p and stuff. So kind of meh, honestly. Uh, Do you, look, like, I don't... We leave it for now. We'll keep. We'll, we'll root, loop back around in the quick fire when it comes up, but. Not a great experience so far, which is... I, I didn't get it because I saw it was bad. That's kind of why was, I didn't bother It was it. interesting. I, I had a bit of a discourse on Twitter about it. Like, I think a lot of reviewers were dishonest with this one. Like, I, I scrolled through, like, seven or eight reviews. Very few of them even mentioned, like, frame rate or the technical aspects of the game, which blows my mind because as someone that fucking... Yeah. I like I like the the science of a review, and that aspect is not... You know, like, we talk about, like, oh, it's just your opinion, like reviews are objective things technical performance is not subjective it's objective like we can measure it yeah but reviewers aren't measuring technical performance like digital foundry that's literally their job is to measure technical performance but reviewers like some people don't pick up on things that you might pick up on as devil's advocate yeah i don't know if that cuts it though because it's your job as you should be a professional if you're reviewing this game for a publication like Okay, maybe you don't realize that, but then you're not good at what you're doing. <laughs> That's fine. I, I guess, but it's like, like, what sort of frame rate do you need for this game, really? Like, do you need 60 frames a second for this game to, no, definitely to be not. what it is? You would need, I would say, like, even a consistent 20. As grim as that fucking sounds, like, a consistent 20 would be fine. This drops to 4. Oh. And, it's, and it's wild. It's so up and down. Like, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but if you can't notice this, like, I don't know what's going on yeah okay that's bad with, that's with your mind like it's so aggressive and i'm uh, talking like when the you biggest... were t- i didn't know like the details when you were saying bad frame rate and stuff i was like what it's like dropping like 25 frames a second off 60 or like what's the i think but, it's yeah a... that's bad i can't remember off the top of my head but like at a high it's not it's not reaching 60 that's never happening like it's like that's really bad for a game that is from the ps1 era <laughs> they, they're really bad at this square enix they're not great at these uh 
these uh, little remasters. Remasters, yeah. But they got my money, and now I guess I just wait for a patch, like, and hope. This happened when they hope. Hope is the yeah. key. <laughs> when they brought um Chrono Trigger like to iPad or whatever it was, it was the same thing. It just like somehow ran worse than on a Super Nintendo. Like, what happened? What happened along the way? It's <laughs> it's infinitely more powerful. What's going on? Outside of that, though, Crusader Kings 3 has snuck up on me because now i got free time and uh, I'm in it. I'm doing the spreadsheets. Govinda, I'm guiding Ooh, my dynasties. I, I also started playing it. Which is a fascinating experiment. This happened today. I challenged Govinda to make it through the tutorial. Govinda, how many minutes do you think you lasted? 30. Oh, that's... It's more than I would have expected. My concern now is I stopped it and I just just quit the game and I don't I couldn't save it because I was still in the tutorial. So I yeah. couldn't hit the save button. And now my concern is if I go back in, if I'm still in that area of the tutorial, if I've gone all the way back to the beginning, that's my fear. It does... Okay, so I got to a bit, and maybe you can actually help me here. I got to a bit in the tutorial where it's like, okay, let's get married. And so it tells you, like, go find someone, hit square on their thing, and, like, you can either do an arranged marriage or whatever it is. A matrilineal marriage. What's that okay, mean, Govinda? What's a matrilineal marriage? Stop. Just stop. And <laughs> I didn't know where to find someone to hit square on so I could marry them. I didn't know. It didn't tell you that. It just said, go find someone and hit square and then you can marry them. But I couldn't find someone so to what hit you square do, on. You go to your own character, you push square on them, and then it'll be like either arrange marriage or find spouse. You want to actually find a spouse because that means uh, it'll be a foreign a foreign lady, whereas an arranged marriage will be someone from your own court. I know way too much about this game. No, no that's, that's helpful because it wasn't super clear. It just said like hit square on a character and I didn't realize it was on my character. Maybe I was just misreading it. Oh, I can keep doing it. it. We'll see how it goes. It is interesting because yeah, I'd as, like to, as you I'd were like telling to see me, how you go. It's it's quite cool the things that happen in this game. <laughs> as you were telling me, and it, it mentions it in the tutorial, but there is no winning this game. No, it's just no. It, it, it tells you explicitly like there's no win condition. You just keep on going. Like you just it's the story that you build along the way and yeah. the things that you do. It's I don't know. It's a fascinating game. I think it's like truly one of the deepest games I've ever played. And it doesn't like there is a tutorial, but even that. I feel like it's the kind of game where you play it for 50 hours and you just start to get your head around it. It's kind of like, um, yeah. even more so, but like kind of like Civilization Six. I was going like, to say, yeah, yeah. You need a lot of time just to even like understand what's happening. Like, Well, especially for like Civilization, you, if you don't get deeper into like the game, you'll, you won't even know certain mechanics exist until you come across them for the first time. Yeah. Like yeah. air combat doesn't exist until you get to a point where you can build an airport. And so you're yeah. like, oh, this is new and different. So look, it's, oh, I can get through the tutorial. I don't question just it. Wait. I just You're going to run into it, the exact same thing that happened with me, which was like you, you kind of get your head around it. Maybe you restart a few times. You have a good character. You sort of like conquer some territory. Maybe you like get lucky with some inheritances. You have a bit of land and you're like, all right, this is cool. This is, this is going well. And you, this whole time you're, building your dynasty, you've got multiple kids, your character dies, and then you suddenly get hit by partition, which is your succession law. I didn't know this, but the whole point of the game is you want to be working away from this partition thing, which what it does is it divides all your lands up between your kids, and you only get to play as one of them. So suddenly you're the eldest son. Ah, uh, yep. And you've, and you've lost like a quarter of your, or like two quarters yeah. of your land. And it's actually, it's shockingly realistic. And suddenly all your brothers are now your worst enemies because they all want the land back and so do you. 
And so you just well, have it's this fucking... Well, interesting because I just went through the succession thing and they start talking about how, like, you, you, could, you could die of some random accident that happens and then you get succeeded by your successor and you find out that they actually caused your demise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And stuff <laughs> yes. like that. They had you killed and shit like that. So, look, it's, it's interesting to me. Who knows how long I'll play it for, but it's, uh, yeah, there's, I, we'll see how it goes. I'll get through the tutorial at least. I will recommend you how I play this game, which is slightly tipsy, just totally sprawled out like an animal whilst I listen to Game of Thrones on audiobook. And it's interesting that you say that. It's interesting that you say that. (laughs) So I I I paused my Audible subscription for ages and then I forgot about it and I was like, fuck, they were still billing me for like the last couple of months they were billing me for it. And I had two tokens left. So I just got the first two Game of Thrones audiobooks just because I was like, I need to use them before I cancel it. So I guess I could do that too. I've got you should. The They're really good. I forget how fucking good those books are. I still, and I know you probably still don't agree with me because you were yelling at me before, but I still think it'd be perfect for remote play. And just to tie into the remote play, I only said it because I was remote playing Horizon Forbidden West last night and it mm. like away from home. And it was surprisingly fine. Like it was, I had no problems with it. It worked fine. My only big problem was I was hotspotting off my phone and it was chewing my data. Yeah, uh, fair. But I'm on 5G, so maybe that's why it was particularly good. But I felt there was very little input delay that was noticeable to me or that was like affecting what I was doing. Mm. But that ties in nicely with that I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West also. It is nice. Since, since the Elden Ring has been completed. And how did you go this time? Did you remember how to play it? I do. I, I've been playing it for a little while, so I definitely remember how to play it. I would like to, uh, I would like to send a little apology your way because we spoke about Torrent and controls and the controls of the mount in Horizon Forbidden West, and it's so bad in Horizon. Forbidden I know. West. I, I appreciate that. When we were having the discussion at the time, I was thinking that neither of us have played Forbidden West. It's been you too get long. Stuck on trees. There's one thing that it does that I actually do think is is kind of nice, but could be better. But when you're on your mount, if you just like triple tap or double tap X to go faster, mm. the mount just stays on the track. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. That's Which is like, quite um, nice. The problem I have is that when you get to a fork in the road, it just it just makes a decision. It doesn't yeah. follow the quest marker that you're going to. It just makes a decision and half the time it's wrong. And correcting it is super janky. Like you overcorrect every time and then you're in a tree and you get stuck in a tree and you're like, God damn it. And I just miss the jump. I miss the horse jump so much from Torrent, <laughs> from Elden Ring because that comes in so handy so often. And it's hard too because I think we spoke about this last week, but like the, the bar has been set by Red Dead Redemption 2 where like, it is automated. The horse just... It's the same thing. It'll follow the road, but it'll actually know to go to the waypoints. So we have this. That's the benchmark. We shouldn't be, like, doing automation that doesn't go to your waypoint. It's true. It's true. I, I'm wondering if... You know how you can choose your exploration mode and if it's, like, guided or not? Yeah. I'm wondering if I swapped and had actual a mini-map up with a waypoint, if it would actually follow that a little bit nicer. I don't know. Uh, but the automatic... The instant pickup of things off the ground is such a game changer honestly i'm so oh, glad yeah. you told me that setting because it's lit i was like oh this is night and day so this inf- i'd bump it half a point on my review score just, just for, that. for that still if you're like looting a, a corpse of a machine you have to hold down the actually button to do loot it. everything but things that are just like on the ground like plants and stuff instant and it's uh, it's such a good thing it's a game now, i will changer. say this game looks so good, and I actually can't get over how fucking good it looks. And it does yeah. something I've never seen in a game before, which I think we saw in one of the trailers early on. But it actually renders, like, waves. Like, crashing waves. I noticed this, too, when I was playing. Yeah, like, they look 
pretty good. It's they're like they're not the best thing in the world, but from what I know, that is a very difficult thing to do in games. And I don't think I've ever seen a game that actually does actual waves other than like surfing games, and that's their core mechanic. And so it's just kind of a nice thing, but it just looks so good. It's one of those things you don't really notice until you see it, and then you're like, holy shit, that's really I was impressive. Like, what is this? Yeah. So look, I'm actually I'm really enjoying it still. I'm just puttering along, getting all my upgrades, killing so many innocent animals. Insane how many innocent animals just I have to kill murdering. to get the upgrades that I need. But I've I killed like fourteen pelicans yesterday just because they deserved it. Pelicans, pelicans are mean birds, and I I I don't feel bad about that one at all. I'm I'm in real life a little bit intimidated by pelicans still. You should be, and I know I could fuck one up. Like if I could get my hands <laughs> on its neck, I could absolutely wring the living shit out of Big it. But if. Yeah, Big I don't know if. that well, I could it. get past its <laughs> nightmarish mouth. Exactly right. Like, I think the same thing about geese. Like, I'm like, I could kill a geese, a geese, a goose, if I could mm. grab the neck, right? But it's about getting to that neck, and they're, they're mean and scary. But once you've got them, you just give them a good little whack, 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 you know? like It's the aggression factor. I see this with Leon when he goes up against bigger dogs. Like, they, they should just be able to bite him in half, but he's He's game and he's loud and that intimidates them. <laughs> like, it's very intense when something seems to f- not fear pain or death. Just <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been playing Horizon. Uh, there is something that you unlock towards the end of the game that I... It kind of got spoiled for me and I won't necessarily spoil it, but it's like a way to traverse the world. Oh, it's the... Uh, um- and I- it's when you get the Ford Focus. Oh, dude, you ruined it. You fuck, dude. It's crazy so that you get a little secondhand okay. Ford Focus. <laughs> you find an old world Ford Focus that's still functional. It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. crazy. Sorry about the spoilers, everyone. Yeah. Uh, but it may, I, I realized that. And so instead of me doing any side quests, I've started to just beeline the story aggressively so that when I do get this, it's not just something I go, oh, this is really cool, but I finished the game and I platinumed it, so I'm not going to use it anymore. And yeah. I'll be able to use it to platinum the game. You know I think I, mean? I know what you're talking about. And it's kind of an annoying trend in modern games that you're almost incentivized to do the main quest and then, because you unlock everything and then you go deal with the open world. Which is conflicting because obviously all of the quests are leveled. Yeah, so you're totally so you overpowered. Of, you're incentivized to do those quests in a certain level, but then also you don't want to get to the end of the game to get this special thing that you can't use because you've already finished everything. But it's fine. I'm happy to do a little cleanup once I get through the story and I feel like there's still like special things that I'll need. You know, like you need to go through the story to get certain items and certain equipment and so I might as well just get it all and then just go through and do a good cleanup. That's a classic like chuck a podcast in, do a cleanup vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's basically my gaming these days is I'm just, I listen to something while I just mindlessly do shit. Elden Ring was so good for that. Like, sort of in the cleanup. That was a really good podcast experience in the end. And we're both back on the horse. We're both playing a little Destiny 2, Govinda. How did this come about? How did this uh, take place? Well, we've spoken about this last week. <laughs> You're so bad at this thing. Your memory of the goldfish is actually a detriment to us. So, again, like we spoke about last week, we've been playing the Witch Queen DLC mm. of Destiny 2. We hadn't really played then, though. We'd just done, like, the first part of that first mission, right? Yeah, where well, we, we thought we thought, were going to have yeah. to do the whole thing again, but yeah. we didn't because there was a checkpoint, thankfully. Since then, we've probably played, like, five or six hours. We played much more to the point where I had my Warlock and we went through a whole bunch with my Warlock and then I was like, I want to play my Hunter. And then we redid everything again with my Hunter. Yeah. Which was it's probably not a bad play. We needed to level up. 
And we're doing better now, but it's it's fun. It's kind of like just what the doctor ordered for me at the moment. Like, just something that's not as all-consuming as Elden Ring. And I think you nailed it last week when you said it's really reminding me of Legendary Halo. Like yeah. That, that level of challenge. And that's like, we're on this bit now that is just aggressively difficult and we got so close before we started recording and then so annoying we died and it was we were like we're done this is it for now we'll come back later maybe that's and it's actually the second time we've had to do that like get all the way to the end of the stage and then be like we're not powerful enough let's stop and go do other things which is crazy yeah yeah yeah. well literally the last time we stopped to do other things we redid all of the missions again with the hunter (laughs) that's right so we're not gonna do that again but that being said, I'm definitely going to get the season pass. So I'm going to make that announcement right here. Did you, you decide that within the last well, since, hour yeah. of your day? Since yeah, <laughs> since we've just been talking, it's just been percolating at the back. Like we said, it's we're back so, in. We've given it another look, six or seven hours. They've the, earned $15 from me, I think. No, they haven't because you paid $50 for the DLC. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm not listening. <laughs> This is the problem I have with Destiny, is that they like, hey, it's $50 for this DLC. And you're like, okay, let's like half a game again. So this better be a mm. big DLC. And then they're like, also, $15 for a season pass. Well, okay, well now I'm essentially <laughs> buying a AAA game again. Like, again, what the fuck, yeah. dude? I'd be interested to know what my hours played is in this uh, game. It'd be hard. I wonder if it'll tell you retroactively. Like your PS4 I, hours. On... Yeah, yeah, I wonder if it'll tell you that as well. Because if you go to, like, you obviously go to PS5, you can see how long you played a game for. I wonder mm. if it'll look back and see. Because I don't think it's, I don't think I played a crazy amount. Like, I, I want to say 100 plus hours, maybe just. Oh, it's got to be more than that. I remember, like. You'd hope so, considering how much fucking money I've sunk into this game. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> Look, it's fun. We're going to go play it after this. You know it. God damn, you I know would... it. Yay! Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I wanted to, but I didn't want to push it because I know um, you're weird and you're in a weird mood today, so I didn't want to push I'm it. I'm in a good mood. Uh, so Stop we'll play telling that. me I'm we, in a bad mood. No, you're in a bad mood, and I think the more I say it, the more it's gonna <sighs> manifest. Let's move along, Kale. We got things to do, like play what, your destiny. Um, <laughs> what do you want to like hear about? Some quick fire news. Yeah. Tom Morgan of Digital Foundry fame said, and I quote. Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition is one of the worst performing games I've ever seen on PS4. End quote. Surely it cannot be worse than Cyberpunk 2077 release on PS4. In its own way, it is. <laughs> it's just more disappointing because it shouldn't be this Yeah, bad. It shouldn't be <laughs> it's this. Not a, it's not a next-gen game that's been downscaled to just somehow work on a PS4. It's a PS1 game oh. that they were like, let's try and get this working. It's crazy. And again, I challenge anyone listening, just go read some reviews for this game and it's like, it's a fucking roll of the dice as to whether it's even mentioned. People are so blinded by nostalgia for this thing. And yeah. I like this game. Like, and I love Chrono Trigger, but you've got to put things in a box. Like, it's you're does, allowed to say that this runs like shit and it's also still your favourite game. That too, does they can it perform- be, I'm getting really steamed, Kavita. Sorry. Does it perform as badly in classic mode? Yeah. Because you can swap between classic and remastered. Yeah, it's not really a difference as far as I know. Like performance wise, it's as bad, which is. No, actually, to be, to, me. to be totally fair, I didn't. Like, I just swapped a couple of times. I didn't really, like, test it. 
Because maybe so, in classic mode it's just more stable and better. The I didn't watch the whole Digital Foundry like review whatever analysis of it. I did watch parts of it where they talk about how the background has been r- upscaled with AI and how it was super lazy and it makes it all look blurry and washed out and things aren't super clear. And from what I was seeing, it does look kind of shitty. Sometimes I'm like, I don't mind the way it looks, but it does look almost like watercolory, kind of weird. That's their art style. Smearing. Yeah. No, like. Did you watch the Digital Foundry thing? Uh, not all of it. Not all of it. I actually usually don't. So that they talk about how they use AI to upscale these pre-rendered backgrounds that they had, these 2D backgrounds that they had in the game. And there are mods for other games, other old PS1 games that do AI rendering. But the idea of AI upscaling is that you should be able to teach the AI to do it accurately and better. Yeah. And what they're talking about is how like it looks like Square Enix didn't do any of that. They just chucked on the AI upscaling. We're like, that'll do. And they just shit it out that way where there's modders online that do it with other games and they do it so much better. Like they actually just put in a little bit of time to teach the AI to correctly do it. Yeah. And they get much better results. Um, but they did, they said the, the characters look nice. This is a fact that I just had to confirm for myself and it makes me even more furious. Apparently the reason that the game is in the state that it is is because Square Enix lost the original source code and so they sort of had to piece this together. Yeah. Well, which makes me even more annoyed <laughs> because they still charge. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I think it was like a $20 game or something. Maybe it was 30 Okay, it's not too bad. That is that is sad. It's, it's, but it makes sense. It's so easy to just be like, who has that hard drive with the game? Yeah, from 2000. <laughs> Where'd that go? Like, yeah. From we the printed year 2000. It, <laughs> Uh, so look that's disappointing hopefully they can fix it because I would like to play it I hear it's very good and I would like to give it a go but I'd like to have a nicer experience if I'm going to do that so as always the gulf between critics and fans is cavernous it's currently sitting at an 80 metascore for critics it's currently sitting at a 40 for users so it's still about a 6 right now I'm going to call it I like to split the difference that's not how that works but Uh, that's how it works for me (laughs) you do you uh, what do we got next? So the next one is, we have a new Tomb Raider game, Govinda. It has been announced. We don't know anything else, except that it will be developed on Unreal Engine 5, which is the hot new thing. <laughs> it's the hot new thing, and everything is being developed on it, apparently. Can I be honest with you? And this is going to sound bad, maybe. Oh, no, Here we what? go. This is going to be offensive. I don't care about Tomb Raider anymore. I played the first new Tomb Raider, loved yep. it, had a great time. Yeah. I think I played the first six hours of the next one, and I played the first, like, two hours of the one after that, and, like, progressively I just cared less and less and less, and I just don't. I don't care. I will say the second one was my favourite. I, I loved the first two. The third one I keep... I've played the first few hours of it three times, and I keep intending to go back to it, because I kind of like it. It's like the fucking Arkham game we couldn't think of. Arkham, Arkham Origins. Origins. Arkham Origins. That's yeah, one. Like, I did remember it like right after we recorded. Yeah, it's like the Black Sheep where it was developed by a different team, slightly different configuration and or something. it's like kind of pseudo open world. A little bit. Yeah, it's got like the, the map anyway. Like crafting and stuff. Like, but I, I don't know. It just seemed, felt weird. I don't dislike it. And that's the problem. I think the third one was just weird enough to put a bad taste in everyone's mouth. So I don't know. I, I think I could be pulled back in with a... 
a focused sort of a relaunch in this. Look, if that's what it is, maybe. I don't know why. Well, I did see something where the developer said we're going to stop having, we need to stop having Lara Croft just have daddy issues the whole time. I did see that floating around. <laughs> a lot of it is just her being like, where's my dad? What did he do? Dad, dad, dad. I'm like, no, just give her her own story. She's her own archaeologist now. She can do her own thing. I just don't know what it is because it's in the first game. I was like, this is just like a sick Uncharted. And in many ways it was improved. Like they did better things than Uncharted does. And I just don't know what, like the second game, I I just didn't finish it. I just stopped playing and I just, I lost interest. Maybe something else came out. I don't know, but I just don't really care. I will say on the daddy issue thing, that's a bit uh, pedantic. Yeah. I think we all love fucking Batman. What is that dude? If not daddy and parent issues we're fine to rehash that old story yeah for sure (laughs) i'm kind of over that too though like yeah we still go see it though (laughs) well i think for tomb raider specifically right you can just be like i'm planning this thing i'm gonna do this thing like i'm gonna save the world for this reason rather than just trying to find your dad or follow something that your dad told you it just seems it's a oh um just because i I don't know where else we would ever put this in but i saw the new spider-man and i um yeah it was a pretty good movie it was a good movie, yeah. It was, it was a good movie, good. yeah, I enjoyed it. No, you can't deny it. I, the Tom Holland Spider-Mans are easily the best Spider-Mans. Though I did see something about, oh, I don't know his name, but the director of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans being like, Raimi? I would definitely... Yes, that was it. Yep. Yeah. Don't know, just Raimi, last name Raimi. Sam, Sam. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, that's the one. I saw Sam Raimi say he would definitely do another Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and I would secretly be so down. Hear me out, hear me out. Just quick pitch. Old Spider-Man. It's just like the classic. You've heard it before. I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is pretty much this story, but it's just old Spider-Man teaching Miles Morales how to be Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think it'd be perfect, dude. And I think it's it, cool. Tobey Maguire, you know? I will say, um, we don't need... I don't know. Does anyone not know the spoiler for that movie? Like, it was spoiled for me, and I... Well, we'll just leave it out, but... Fucking Maybe hell. just don't worry about it, but it's a good movie. If anything... Like, what a fucking nostalgia trigger that was it was like keyed oh, yeah. in for like our age group it's just like hitting you with all these different things it was um, it's hard to it's hard to like not ruin it for people when they I know. ask you questions like should i have seen the other spider-mans i'm like what do you mean by that and they're like you know, like the Tobey <laughs> Maguire and the andrew garfield i'm like you need to know that they existed and it's recommended that you have seen them <laughs> I'll, I'll go on record and say that andrew garfield is my spider-man I think he is my favourite iteration of it. So fucking bonkers to me because I think that is the worst Spider-Man series and there's a reason it didn't get a third one. It's because it was unanimously the worst Spider-Man. I'm sorry. He's the best Peter Parker. I'm sorry about it. That's just kind of my idea. You just like that he makes his web shooters, don't you? I mean, that's what he does canonically. He, he, in, the Toby uh, okay. Maguire thing is fucking weird. He I guess, that, that's what. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> shut it, shut it down. Anyway, we're, getting shut it down. we're getting sidetracked so aggressively. I'm going to do the next one because it's nice and easy. Because I mentioned it last time. The Elden Ring speedrun record is now under seven minutes, which that's is right. pretty crazy. It's still Distortion 2. He just absolutely beats his own record every couple of days at this point. It's because zipping, if you don't know what zipping is in Elden Ring, it's where you can essentially stand in the spot, use like a, bl- a special block and like spam some buttons and you essentially can teleport across the map. They find new zips. Yeah, there's like the, the mega zip or something they've discovered. Yeah, they're finding new zips all the time because they just, they stand in a random spot and put, like spam block and push buttons and then they just teleport across a map and like you get lucky with the zips where you land like in a better spot and you're like, oh, that was sick. 
and they're just finding new zips. So I, I feel like this game is going to get broken. Uh, it's going to get broken again many times. And I hate uh, that, is... like, I'm perpetuating it by including these news stories, but this, to me, doesn't count. <laughs> I understand that there's the, a... Uh... I get all that. I get all that. I just think it's garbage. Like, you should at least need to, I don't know, gather two shards. You know, like, you shouldn't just be able to skip Well, they're to... beating the final bosses. <laughs> I know, it's like, technically it's correct, but it's also <laughs> bullshit. It's also total <laughs> bullshit. All right, what's next? Oh, Govinda. Sonic 2 had the biggest weekend opening for a video game movie of all time. Does that mean... I think I'm going to see these movies. I haven't seen the first one. I think I might use some of this time here to just, just watch them. In the comfort I've seen the first one. It's it's fine. Like it's a classic six out of ten. Like it's fine. I had fun. It wasn't. I don't remember anything that happened. The only news to come out of this for me is that Jim Carrey said he may retire from acting. Oh, because of this or just? No, no. Just like he was like, I'm just think I'm done. All right. And I was that's like, that's fair, I guess. It's sad, but I did watch Dumb and Dumber last night, and it's just such a fucking classic. <laughs> Why would you watch that movie? <laughs> why? Why? Why not, dude? Why not? In, oh, it's a classic. Just, you watch Borat after that? <laughs> just Borat, the original dude, Borat. In the noughties. Ugh, if it's not 1990s, I don't want to know about it. Fucking non-com. All right. Next up, CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt? I don't know. Is it CD Projekt Red or CD Projekt? Because I the see one them that gets all me, over the place. The one that gets me is that it's CD Projekt Red, but Project is spelt in the Polish manner with a K. And, but then there's also Red Engine, which is their engine. Yeah, that's right. That's it's all right. very confusing. CD Projekt assures fans cyberpunk expansions are in the works. I don't know if anyone asked for it. And I don't know if anyone... No, people did ask for it. Actually, more than that, people have promised them. People have bought, like, the fucking season pass for this thing. I honestly think I might have. I just don't remember. Uh, yeah, I feel like you might as well. <laughs> I think I remember that so, conversation. Uh, I would like the expansions that they promised. I, I will go back to it at some point. For sure. I'm going to finish Horizon. Maybe that's going to be next in the single player works for me. Yeah. Because I do have nothing else to play. But then there's also part of me where I'm like, it's going to get more stuff later. So maybe it's I just true. leave it. It's I a think tricky, It's a tricky one to play. So They've apparently promised two full expansions in addition to a bunch of free DLCs, some of which have already released. I guess kind of equivalent to The Witcher expansions yeah like two pretty big meaty ones those are fucking monstrous expansions blood and wine is like could be 40 hours on its own i'm still waiting for the ps5 version of the witcher and i've got my save ready to go baby i'm gonna (laughs) just get right into that balls deep all right what else we got here govinda uh dying light to get a new game plus mode this one actually perked me up a little bit i've been noticing well because i've been noticing a steady stream of updates coming to dying light and my biggest issues with it was that it was fucking kind of janky. And if they can tighten it up a bit, and I'm still bored. I was going to say, you're like, oh, New Game Plus has perked me up. I'm like, New Game Plus, dude, you'd have to finish the game first. Well, it just reminded me that they've been improving it this whole time. And also, the yawning chasm that is the rest of this year continues to stretch out before us. There are no video games coming out. (laughs) I don't know how to reiterate this. (laughs) We have so much time to play games. Well, look, uh, yeah, that's true. I don't don't imagine anything's going to get announced and released within the year. Like, it'll be announced and not released until years later. So that's fair. Because in my head, I was like, if we didn't have much to talk about today, I was like, we could go through all of the studios that haven't said anything. Dude, don't fucking spoil that. We're going to have to do that next week. Shit's going to be grim then too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, there's a lot of studios. I just saw a tweet this week that said something like there's... And this, I, don't, I haven't looked into this at all, so 
the number might be not 100% true, take it with a grain of salt, but they said there's something like 14 studios under PlayStation's, in PlayStation Stable that we don't know what they're doing. What they're doing, yeah. It's crazy. It really is crazy. Feels like they're brewing up for a big state of play that hmm. could just drop a lot of good stuff. I don't know. I feel like I'm waiting for the PlayStation experience to come back again one day. Well, I mean, we should have talked about this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Not pointing any fingers. But uh, E3 isn't happening this year. <laughs> so Oh, so wait. So really quickly, I just want to go through the, our jobs for this podcast. Mm, what, who yeah. compiles the news each week? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I saw it too, and I didn't tell you about. I it. I know. So it just it was, didn't pop up. It's one of those things where you're like, yeah, I guess that is definitely relevant, but it also, I don't know, kind of slips. E3's the mind. dead. I don't think E3's happening ever again. I'm just gonna say. No. It. Well, the, it's crazy that it's not even going to be digital. Uh, they're not doing. No, they're not doing it. I think digital's don't do it. Like, if you're not going to do an actual conference, a convention, I don't really care about your digital one. Don't worry about it. And I think the PlayStation Experience should come back. And on the PlayStation Experience, really randomly, I did see an article from former head of PlayStation, Jack Trenton. Tretton? I think it's Tretton. I think it's Trenton. He's like, well, Jack Trenton. I'll just say, Jack Trenton, just say it real quick. You won't even know what I said. Where he said he wished Sony didn't give up on the Vita. I did see that headline just as we started recording, actually. And I wish that they didn't either. Actually, I do wish they did, but I wish they saw its promise and made a Vita 2 with two triggers and clicky sticks. That's all Can't I want. Can't get drawn into this conversation again. We all want the Vita, Govinda. Of course we do. <laughs> we have hands. Well, we don't all want them, but I definitely want one. Uh, two triggers, clicky sticks, or four four back buttons, clicky sticks, no back touchpad. And that I'm happy with what everything else that it was. I love its form factor, its sleek little body. I love to rub, rub my hands all over it, get my fucking trophies <laughs> while I'm pooping. I love it. Everything about it. All right, Kale, right after whatever you just said, <laughs> it is time for the news we care about. While launching a new game as a PlayStation Plus exclusive is usually a positive thing, sometimes that exclusivity can have the opposite effect. Case in point, Oddworld Soulstorm. Lorne Lanning, the head of studio Oddworld Inhabitants, described the exclusivity deal as being devastating for their team. The idea was that in January of 2021, the supply of PS5s out in the wild would still be relatively limited. Soulstorm would release as part of the service for the lucky few people that had PS5s, and then positive word of mouth would generate full price sales down the line. Enter COVID-19 and the delays that it entails. Delayed by three months, Oddworld released in April to a market that had expanded significantly. Oddworld inhabitants expected 50 to 100,000 downloads in January. In April, however, Soulstorm accrued more than 4 million downloads. The fixed sum the studio received was not disclosed, but was based on that estimated 100,000 figure. You would best believe it would have been a hell of a lot less than 4 million sales. <laughs> this was an interesting story, uh, because you don't always... Of course, we go to the Rocket Leagues of the world, where this game becomes a fucking household name because it was free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it's also a bit more of a service game than Odd World was. In. It's true. This is, it's just a strange story because I don't really know, like, even though that's the reasons that was given that they didn't expect it to be that popular, you're like, all right, weird, weird, weird Why flex there. Make it? Well, no, they didn't, they, they only were expecting the 50 to 100k downloads in January because they didn't expect that many PlayStations to be out. And I, because it, what, it, it, PlayStation released in December, so you have one month worth of sales. 
Yeah. And the idea is PS5 users would only have until the end of January to get the game. And then my my issue with this is that they said, and then positive word of mouth would generate full price sales down the line. This game sucked. <laughs> I think it was Yeah, it well, wasn't ge- great. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> I, think, I think it was pretty clear that this game wasn't very good. Uh, and that people weren't going to play it and enjoy it. And then there was... I'm, I played it, and I didn't tell one person in the world no, that but, they should. But I guess that's kind of the flip side of this story, is because there wouldn't have been 4 million sales if it had... Exactly. Yeah, like so it's kind of like a weird... So if it released in April to, a, a, let's say, the pool of PlayStations was 4 million, or PS5s, like, they weren't going to sell one to everyone. The only reason they had 4 million downloads was because it was free and everyone who had it downloaded it. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of a weird framing. It's almost like they're trying to deflect from the fact that the game just didn't perform, regardless of, like, the deals that were in place or whatever. Like, critically, it didn't perform. It's Look, would they have made more money had they not put on PlayStation Plus? Maybe. Like, Mate. they might have. Because if they were I basing mean, it at 100,000, they'd probably, just on the name alone, just because of Abe's Odyssey and Oddworld and whatever, they might have sold more, for sure. But they would have sold copies of this after January, for sure. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, I just think that it's a bit of, uh, like, you made a kind of a shitty game. Lawn Lanning used the term devastating for the effect this had on the team. Like, just, I think the smart money is they definitely lost out. Like, whatever they took for this agreement was fucking... Yeah. Chump change for sure, and I th- for sure they they probably lost out definitely, but I think that they they're putting this in a light that they made a very good game that got devastated by being on PlayStation Plus, where really they just made a pretty mediocre game that was generally not loved, and unfortunately I mean- they delayed it, which. I guess you can blame COVID, but also maybe they should have had a plan where like, hey, we're delaying this three months. We're going to pull out a PlayStation Plus. Like, I don't... I'm so, I'm such a fucking fence sitter. I'm sitting here like debating myself almost. Like, so on the other side of the fence, <laughs> you could also make the argument that Oddworld is legendary in in the world no, of PlayStation. No, incorrect. Abe's Odyssey is exactly. legendary. Which is, which is part of the Oddworld franchise. Yeah, it's true, but like, me. what's the last... No, 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 it is. No, no, no. <laughs> What's the, the last Abe's Odyssey Oddworld game that sold a shitload of copies? It would have yep. been one or two. No, there was a re-release for PS3, which I believe yeah, was Yeah, of the called, same game. It yeah. was called Oddworld New and Tasty. Yes, but it's a re-release yeah. of Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah. but in that regard, it's like the fucking HD versions of Final Fantasy X. It's the same game. It's just, you know, yeah, exactly. that's how so you make that So it sold money. because of nostalgia. Not because which it is, was a good game. Which is exactly my point. Why I think you could have expected... You could have expected it to sell a little better just on... Like, Aaron loves Abe. For whatever reason. Like, some people are just nostalgic for this thing. It's So, I challenge that as well, where I don't think people actually do like Abe's Odyssey. I think they're just like... I liked it when it was one of the only games I could play on my PS1. Yes. And now that there's all these other games I can play, if I actually got given this game... I wouldn't finish it or play it Specifically, and this is a deep pull, I'm mostly certain that the first Abe's Odyssey was a part of a very popular demo disc, and that's what people remember. They remember, like, the first two yeah. levels of it. They're like, and I love hard, this. dude. It was so hard. But they never bought it. you actually the full game. Not only did I buy it, Govinda, my older brother and I saved all the fucking Madokans. That's right. Madokans. That's what they were called, the little chanty farty dudes. You save them all, you, you get the secret all ending. all of them. Yes, a hundred. We fucking did that shit. You get the secret That's ending. It's brutal. awesome. That is brutal. Because that awesome. game, gets, especially towards the end, it gets so hard. It does. It does. But we had a lot of free time. <laughs> anyway, I call bullshit. I also, I like, I don't know. 
just don't release it then. Like, if you were going to delay it three months, maybe that's a call to PlayStation being like, hey, we're not going to make it. We're, we're out of PlayStation Plus. Uh, Kavinder, I, you know that I'm on a never-ending journey to make every fandom hate us and this show and thus deny us every opportunity in the world. I, I think I could have gone harder on Sonic, but mm, that community does kind of intimidate me a little bit. No, I a think Sonic bit. games are average, but that's, I, I just don't have the nostalgia for it. You know, well, that's, any- that's what it is. In the spirit of burning bridges, here's our next story. Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced during the 20th anniversary livestream for the franchise, along with several other unnecessary and irrelevant Kingdom Hearts-adjacent properties. Kingdom Hearts 4 appears to be set in the real world, and we see gameplay in what appears to be Tokyo. The most groundbreaking aspect of the reveal is that Sora's feet are regular size and not the clown shoe shit you bunch of weebs have been lusting over these past two decades. Sora, Donald, and Goofy are back for a brand new adventure in what Square Enix calls an epic new storyline named The Lost Master Arc. Boom! <laughs> you think I'm Square excited Enix for also, this game? <laughs> uh, Squish. Square Enix also announced a separate game, Kingdom Hearts The Missing Link, in development for Android and iOS, which I believe is fully part of the canon that is the clusterfuck of Kingdom Hearts. Now we're going to... Well, let's just be upfront. I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan. There was a time where I liked the first game really, the second game a little bit, and then there's this garbage, this fucking expanded universe shit that you're about to read through in exhaustive detail. <laughs> All right, so and that's where they uh, lost me. <laughs> right off, the, right off the bat, I Kingdom Hearts One is like Final Fantasy Ten to me. It is like this. It's a moment in time. It's a moment in time, and I hear the music and. Uh, it makes me like get a little teary. Like I'm, mm. it just brings back such memories of me being a child playing this game, and I love it dearly. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Two, very much enjoyed it. It was a great game. Mm. I had a good time with it, but it felt like I, it, I was a little bit lost because there was a game between it on DS that I didn't have and I didn't play, and I had to catch up and figure out what was going on. Since Kingdom Hearts Two, this franchise has been butchered. I just, I couldn't tell you who this is for. Like, there's so much shit in here that is just, like, unacceptable. It's just, like, got nothing to do with the core story. And then you even, like, get back to... The crazy to... thing is, the crazy thing is, it does, Kale. But it's, no, it adds unnecessary adjacent shit. <laughs> and then you get back to three and you're just like, what the fuck is this? This is not even, this is not even the same people anymore. <laughs> so, I've, I've got... I've got some a list. I've got a couple lists here, and I don't know which one to choose. And maybe you can help me. So I've got a list of all Kingdom Hearts titles in chronological order. So in the order, I guess, in, you should probably I, play them in. I think or you've I got have a, a list of Kingdom Hearts title in release order. It's got to be release order because who knows the chronology of this shit? It's irrelevant. Uh, this this person on Reddit does, and that's where I got this list. So in release order, and this is what this is what got me right. You got Kingdom Hearts, a fucking OG classic. That game lives on in my heart forever. The reason I'm not heartless is because of Kingdom Hearts. Do you think you know? anyone ever ever thinks about like the fact that Donald Duck just has his weird little duck dick out for everyone? Like you can't see. Okay, it. stop it, stop it. But stop it's it. There. The children. Stop it, stop Kyle. I let I got one into the list and you interrupted me already. So we've got Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which I didn't play, and that's why Kingdom Hearts 2, which came out after it, was a little bit confusing to me. And now let me tell you why Kingdom Hearts 3 was a little bit confusing to me, Kyle, because between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3, we had Kingdom Hearts Coded, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days, That's Kingdom Hearts shit. Birth by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts X, I guess uh, you would call it Chi. It's actually Cross. 
Oh, cross cross chi. chi. Okay, cool. And then there's Kingdom Hearts Unchained Cross. Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Birth by Sleep. A fragment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a fragmentary passage. Kingdom Hearts Cross Black Cover. Kingdom Back Hearts cover. Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. That leads us into Kingdom Hearts 3. And then in theory, we're going to have <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Missing Link and then Kingdom Hearts 4. What the fuck? And it's let me wild. tell you, like, none of these are on the same console, really. Like, you've got, like, 3DS in there. You've got some mobile games in there. Like, what what happened? My favorite subgenre of YouTube videos, because I bought, I got sucked in. I got hit by the nostalgia. When Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, I bought it at full price. I played it for, like, two hours. It was a waste of my money. But in an attempt to be ready for it, before it came out, I started watching these YouTube videos, and it's like Kingdom Hearts Story Explained, getting you ready for Kingdom you Hearts 3. That's what I was doing. And the amount of people that like come out there and they're like, all right, the story, it's not that complicated. Here's what happens. And it's like a, <laughs> it's like an 80-minute video. And they're so far down the rabbit hole, they don't even understand that it's <laughs> insanity. And they're jumping back and forth between timelines yeah, and games and stuff. They're talking about nobodies and fucking shadows and fucking nobody's <laughs> fucking bodies. And, and Zenmus, who is Xehanort, and also Ansem. <sighs> like, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? This game has been absolutely butchered by their own themselves. And I don't... I, my my thinking is like, is there a deal with Disney where they're like, you must release 15 games between... like? Whose idea was this? Well, this this is actually getting to the heart of the fuckery, and I don't even know what the point of this story is anymore, but we're really drilling down into something essential here. I well, think... the, the point of the story, quickly, is they just announced Kingdom Hearts 4, and then it led into this fuckery, but continue. The, the sort of, like, Disney domination era sort of lines up with this, because I can't remember when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, but let's say, like, the late noughties, the early 2010s. That's when Disney really started fucking gearing up. I... We talked about this. Oh, no, I think I pointed this out to Sean. I can't even remember. But the fact that Kingdom... Like, this... The way I got into this series was that Cloud and Squall were in Kingdom Hearts. There are no Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts 3 at all. That was, like, the fucking way they got me in. Now it's just this weird Disney propaganda. It's just, like, (laughs) advertising movies I've never seen and don't understand. In service of but, a story that is so far off the rails, I can't even catch up anymore. It's but the worst part now is that, like, with every game in this franchise, it seems like they are losing their identity more and more. Like, now we're in the real world. Sora is wearing essentially a suit with three-quarter capri suit pants. He doesn't have his big shoes. I'm no. like, what? why is the world black and white? Like, this trailer looks like everything is black and white. They call it something else. I can't remember what they call it, but like it just doesn't even look like like doesn't even look like a, a Kingdom Hearts game at this point. Other than that, someone is swinging a key around and the health and MP dials look exactly the same. It, yeah, it certainly has like a visual style, but yeah, you're right. This is it's because there's a built-in group of people that are going to buy the fucking prequel novel and get involved there, and there's just so much just, money to be made here. It's the, the thing that I like the most is especially when I first played Kingdom Hearts, is like, I'm a child. And like, there was these cool, like, oh, I'm in Tarzan world. I'm in like Jack Skellington, Nightmare Before Christmas world and all this stuff. And now I'm just in Tokyo, essentially. And I that mean, doesn't interest me. Come into Tokyo is pretty cool. <laughs> no, but there's enough games in Tokyo, dude. Like, I'll go play, play Persona. 
Did I ever tell you that I lived in Japan? Or like, no, does that never come you up? You didn't before? live in Japan. It ah, has come up and you've never lived there, uh, which I, we know definitively because you didn't pay tax. <laughs> Fuck. That's how I define it. That's how I define it. You had an elongated holiday there. Same mm. with when you were in Thailand. You didn't yeah, pay any yeah. tax, so you technically didn't live there. Uh, so anyway, let's continue on with our story. The one thing that I think is interesting is the way they phrased it. What do they call it? Uh, Square Enix calls it an epic new storyline. So does this mean they're departing from the 15 games that they had previously and they're just kind of starting something again, but they're still calling it Kingdom Hearts 4? Like, I, like what does that even mean? I mean, that's just what franchises do. I mean, that's exactly what's happening with this new Witcher game, which coincidentally, we should say both the new Witcher and Kingdom Hearts 4 are also being developed on Unreal Engine 5. And as well as the Tomb Raider game that was announced. Yeah, which yeah. Is, which is interesting. Everything is going to be on Unreal Engine 5 if it's a new project at this it's, point because it is the next step and they do some pretty nice shit. I think it's more just about the marketing. Like, you know, it's the same with The Witcher. There will be touchstones, but it's a totally new story. That's that's all that is, I think. Well, I guess so. An epic new storyline. Because I, I, I would almost be so down for them to just to be like, <laughs> we're starting again. It's just We're going to release <laughs> Kingdom Hearts again, I guess. It's funny, because now I'm having flashbacks to when I played the first two Kingdom Hearts games. And I think we were we were in our teens. We we're probably not exactly children. We we're probably like 15 or 16. PS2, 2000. Yeah, look, I would have been... Because it came out after Final Fantasy X, so I would have been like oh. ninth grade and up. <laughs> Maybe I'm just jaded now, but I remember it definitely thinking it was cool that there was something called a Keyblade Master, and that man was Mickey Mouse. And I thought getting to see him fight was going to be the coolest thing. And then you do get to see it. And it was basically like when you get to see Yoda fight. <laughs> You're like, what? What's happening? Why are you flipping around so much? Anyway, I'm sad about what happened to this game series. But I guess it is what it is. And some people will love it. And I know someone's going to message me about this at some point. Someone There's very gonna specific be, yeah. is going to message me about this. This is going to be how that The story actually makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to they're gonna link you to an 80-minute YouTube video. It's gonna... I will say, I think this is correct. But I think a lot of people were very unhappy with how Kingdom Hearts 3 ended. Does that sound like a, something you've seen? Again, no, I'm not involved. If I'm being honest with you, I played that entire game from Did you? start to finish. Yeah, I finished Kingdom Hearts 3. I didn't know I that. couldn't tell you what happened. I could tell you maybe a couple of the worlds I went to, but probably not all of them. The problem with Kingdom Hearts 3 is that I didn't like I didn't see Big Hero 6. Like, I didn't watch that movie, but I'm no. doing shit with the people in it, so I don't connect with them at all. So I don't know, the it just didn't hit me the same and I I finished it and I was like, "Okay, well, that's I'm I'm good with that now. Never never again." <laughs> Never will I think of that again until my fucking podcast covers it years later and I have to dredge all this shit up. <laughs> really quickly, I think Square Enix is bad at games now. Is that fair to say? I think that's a real statement. And it's hard, too, because they made some of my favourite video games. Like, Let's distinguish something really quickly. Is Squaresoft made some of the, the best video games. Square Enix, I still... I don't know. I don't know if they have. Maybe this is where a lot of the fuckery began because there yeah. does seem to be a lot of like mobile acquisitions. There's just a lot of... So, just to clarify, Kingdom Hearts, OG Kingdom Hearts, was made by Square or Squaresoft in North America. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts, uh, Final Fantasy X was Square. Uh, Final Fantasy XI, Final Fa Like, a lot of the best You're kind of right. Final Fantasy Tactics came from Squaresoft. The last Final Fantasy game I loved was Twelve. Final Fantasy IX with Squaresoft. Dude, like all of the best 
Final Fantasies and everything all came from Squaresoft. And I feel like as soon as it became Square Enix, things just kind of started falling apart. And that's my loop yeah, I actually of think the episode. That puts a pretty nice bow on it because, I mean, it wasn't all bad. Like I said earlier, I liked Tomb Raider. That's comes out of the Square Enix era. But other than that, there's not like there's Deus Ex, a bit of Hitman. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of right. like, well, even Deus Ex, I didn't, I didn't personally love it. I know a lot of people did, but Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross with both Squaresoft, like, I feel like that was their heyday. And as soon as they merged, it just kind of, you know. <laughs> I will also say I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. There's a lovely picture of the uh, Square Enix headquarters, a building I've actually visited, Govinda, when I lived in Japan. Anyway, Govinda, get us the fuck out of here. All right. Well, anyway, I stand by it. Square Enix, you suck. <laughs> this has been episode 45 of Long Live Play. I have been me. Kale has been him, I believe. Can't confirm or deny. Please follow us on all of the things if you would like to. We do post this episode on YouTube as a video. It's probably going to be more Elden Ring gameplay because Kale has made a Batman build. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, I haven't actually decided on that, whether we're actually going to do that. But uh, look, maybe you'll get a little... Um, a little... Robert Battenson cosplay. Maybe it's going to be Destiny gameplay. Who even knows? You can watch us just get thrashed by this <laughs> one dude again and again and again. can be a lot of fun. Anyway, that's us. Goodbye. Until next time. <laughs>